Welcome to The Real Shit with Brit and Wit. This is Whitney. And this is Brittany. You guys, <laughs> we are so excited to have Trisha on from the Instagram handle Burpees and Burp Plus. She is going to talk to us today about her story with struggling with eating disorders, how she overcame them, and turned in this huge online health and fitness coach. And she has helped so many women, and we are so excited to have her on to tell her story. Yeah, we're really grateful. Trisha, say hi to everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. So, Trisha, take us back. You know, where did your journey begin? You know, were you teenage years? To just, just take us back, girl. Take us back to the very beginning. And Yeah, sure. sure. Um, so, really, my first memories of when it all began and when I first started becoming, like, uncomfortable in my own skin um, was in eighth grade. So I feel like we all go through that time in middle school where it's like you're super awkward and you're going through puberty and it's just oh, like yeah. super awkward, right? Well, um, I was doing dance at that time, like tap, jazz, and ballet. And I remember looking in the mirror one day and just thinking, I'm so fat. And I never was. Like I was never a big kid, but it was just like that awkward stage. Um, and I was always such a perfectionist. So I took it to the extreme right from that point. The next morning I was like, I'm going to start running. And I got up and I would run um, every morning, you know, a couple miles. And I started to kind of naturally just like trim down and get rid of that like awkward pubescent. Like some baby fat, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So with that came a lot of compliments like, oh, you look so good. And so in my mind, I just connected getting skinny to I look good like and I just kept going with that to the point where it just became this complete obsession um where I I got very into running um and ran like cross country and track all through high school and my freshman year in high school is is when I got to a pretty unhealthy weight where I was running and then just not eating because again you know I'm getting all these compliments, so I better keep doing this. Um, and so throughout high school, it was kind of off and on. I had some injuries that were totally related to, you know, not eating, obviously. You can't keep running yourself into the ground. Um, so high school, off and on, was kind of up and down with my weight and just struggling uh, with anorexia, really. And then college. Um, you know, I partied pretty hard in high school and before going to college, I was like, okay, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go. I'm going to focus on running. Um, and it just, it got really bad. So I grew up in Massachusetts and then went to school in Southern Florida and I got there and I didn't know anyone, no family, no friends. And I think my eating disorder and what I thought was having control of this whole situation spiraled out of control because it was like, I don't know anyone. And I've never been a shy person, but I was just so far away from home. Um, and it was just so much change at once. So I really took it to the ultimate extreme. I mean, I would not eat. I would get up for breakfast every day. I would have plain oatmeal, nothing on it, and then go all day long without eating. And at night, I would just have a dry salad. And I was running like a crazy person. So I dropped a lot of weight real quick. Can I ask you this, Trisha? Yeah, yeah. Are you, you know, because I think of just like the natural every day, right? To where you get so hungry if you don't eat. Do you kind of surpass that? Like, where, do you feel starving? Do you feel hungry? Or does your body get used to not eating? Do you mind me asking that? Yeah, I remember vividly being very hungry many times. But being so out of my mind about the whole thing that I could just bypass it. And now I think it's crazy. Like if I'm hungry, I get hangry, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. how did I go that long it, you, without eating? It's like, I need food. <laughs> um, so it was just my, totally my mindset. But I remember sometimes waking up at night and physically not being able to sleep because I was so hungry. And I'm like, 
if I could go back in time and just slap myself, you know? Um, I know. We all learn things the hard way, though. <laughs> yeah. And I remember just walking on campus just, like, totally spaced out, you know? Because when you're, like, really hungry, your brain doesn't it, – it physically cannot work. Yeah. Right. So uh, I don't know how I did it, but when you're in that, that state of mind, it's, like – it's just such an obsession and you feel like you have so much control over it. Where now I tell anyone that I talk to that has an eating disorder. It's like, you think you have all this control over it, but in reality, an eating disorder has complete control over you. You're, I mean, you're just like a pawn in the game, you know? Um, but so, well, let me ask you this. Let, let's, let's pause and, and go back to that. Even how you were saying eighth grade where it started, I mean, I feel like I have to just say this. My, my oldest is seventh grade, you know, my daughter. And I'll tell you something. I mean, we have a house full of girls, right? And they really do at young ages, they're self-aware. And my daughter is very thin, right? Very thin. Um, naturally, because, you know, we don't, we don't have, we're not big genetic, you know, people, but she even will sometimes I remember um, even last year in sixth grade, you know, pinch her leg and be like, look at my fat, like her thigh. And I'd be like, sweetheart, that's skin. Like that's a muscle or, you know, her calves, like she would, you know, if you don't, if you're not flexing and you can kind of jiggle, no matter how skinny you are, you've got something there, you know, things like that. And it used to just freak me out with her. Yeah. My nine-year-old will make comments all the time. Yeah. And, and it's not like to us cause she eats like a, horse. You know what I mean? Like she never stops eating, but it was just interesting to me to like, feel like, whoa, okay, hold on. You yeah. know, because she's my oldest, <clears throat> excuse me, that they're, they're so self-aware, so young of what they look like. And even with her looks, you know, sometimes she'll, you know, say things like, yeah, I just don't think I'm one of the pretty girls at school or this or that. And my yeah. heart breaks. So I think about you being eighth grade and I just relate that to my daughter, you know, and, and think about how that's such a real age and so young. So what I want to ask is, you know, did your parents, um, mom, anybody have any clue that you were going through this at that age? Um, not initially. I think they're just like, oh, Trisha wants to run and she is being healthy. Um, but yeah. I, I don't think they truly knew until it started becoming like very apparent that I was not healthy. Uh, and then obviously they, they stepped in, but looking back, so I'm the oldest of seven kids. So I've always had that kind of like, um, I don't, I guess the whole perfectionist mentality, like I need to be the, the example and I need to not like screw things up. So that gave me that, like, I don't know, extra sense of like, I need to be perfect, you know? Um, and I think that I like took that just way too far, even with the eating disorder. It's like, oh man. Yeah. So your parents didn't really, they didn't like, they just thought you were being healthy. They didn't really see that there was some issue at that point then. At the beginning. And the then beginning. to the point where like I would skip out on dinner and we, as a family growing up, I mean, we always had dinner together. Yeah. And I would say like, oh, I need to go run. Like I have a cross country meet. Like I need to, I need to run extra, you know? Um, and so that became more alarming to them. And then I had like a breakdown at one point. When was that? I think I was like a senior in high school, maybe where it just got very overwhelming to me. Like just trying to be perfect, like trying to, keep up with this eating disorder that was destroying me. Um, and I remember waking up one day and I just like couldn't breathe. I just felt like I was drowning. And so my parents brought me into the hospital and basically I was having an anxiety attack. Um, and I think because there were so many of us kids, it was like all of the focus couldn't be on me physically because I have six younger brothers and sisters to worry about. Um, and my dad traveled a lot for his job. So it just was, oh, I don't remember like that being, uh, not saying it wasn't a priority because my parents like love us and they, but I think it was always like, she's going to figure it out, you know, like she'll yeah. get over it. 
And it was, okay, you better get, be better if you want to go away to college. Like, and then I was only in school for maybe two months. And like I said, like I was, I was not eating anything. I mean, maybe 200 calories a day and running a ton. In well, that I want to ask you then, I mean, did anybody kind of, did you have people in your life, friends, classmates, whoever that said to you, you know, Hey girl, you're looking really thin. Like did anybody yeah, did kind you of bring confide that up? in anyone or never confided in anyone? Um, and I think I don't really remember in high school, anyone ever saying anything to me. Um, I think people get uncomfortable and they don't want to say anything because now I hear it from people like from high school, like, Oh, we were worried about you, but no one ever said anything. But when I went to college, I was there for like two months. A girlfriend of mine that I went to high school with went to a school that wasn't too far from me in Florida. And she came to visit me. And at that point, I mean, I was really thin. So I'm almost five, six. At that point I was about a hundred pounds. So I was like, really, I mean, I don't even know how I was walking. So she came to visit me and literally just grabbed my wrist and was like, Trisha, like, what is going on? And with that, it was like, I just needed that, like someone to be like, oh, like, what's wrong with her? And when I was at school, no one knew me any differently. You know, I dropped a lot of weight when I first got there, but I was already really thin going into it. So it was like, these people didn't know me before. They didn't know anything different. But when my girlfriend came, I was like, oh gosh, like this is bad. So I called my boyfriend at the time who, um, from high school, he called my parents. They had me on a flight home the next day. So I missed my whole freshman year of college. Um, I luckily, my teachers were all great. They put me on a medical leave of absence and I completed the whole year just from home independently. They would send me all of my work and Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean it sucks looking back. I mean it's like I missed that whole year when everyone is like building these solid friendships and relationships. And I went to a really small private school that was really kind of clicky anyway. Yeah. (laughs) It's like going back, I'm like, hey, like, oh are you new? I'm like, yeah, kinda (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) um but it was college was a struggle like when I went back I I made up for my lack of partying my freshman year but eating still wasn't a top priority for me but that year I no the following year uh is when I started really realizing like I love to run and I need to be fueling my body and able and be able to do this Um, So I ran my first half marathon down there and then signed up for a marathon. And that was when like, it was kind of like, you know, I, I can't keep doing this if I want to run. And if I want to run a marathon, I surely need to be eating more than I am. I mean, Um, was that though a really difficult concept? Like what I want to know too, if this is okay to ask, um, how do I say this? Let's those let's talk about a little bit of those demons, right? Going through it and what it's like. You know, because we all kind of have that thing where we know eating the cake probably isn't the best thing, right? Right? Because I'm a I'm a fairly healthy eater. And sometimes I even have weird issues where like if I eat too much junk, I I know I have body image issues steering not eating disorder, but steering from coming from other things I've been through in my life, right? Comparison type things, right? And so sometimes I'll, if I eat unhealthy, this is like super weird and crazy to admit, right? To the world. Um, but I know I have body image issues, issues is what I'm saying, because I'll eat like chips or eat something and I almost find myself like pinching my areas, right? Things like that. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm still eating all of it. Like, you know, that's not, <laughs> not giving it up, not yeah. giving it up. But, but I know I have some issues, right. Or my husband's always like, babe, stop. Like you're not going to eat chips and then gain instantly. five, instantly yeah. gain five pounds. Um, so I think that poses the question for me, like really take us into some of those, you know, help people understand what you really go through. Like, 
Is it a thing where when you look at something, you maybe want it, but you don't let yourself eat it because you're telling yourself it will make you fat? Like what are, what's the thought process? If that's okay to ask you. Yeah, sure. Uh, now a little bit different from, from then, but going back to like my, my thought process at that point, um, it was a huge struggle. I mean, I would not consume anything that had anything greater than like 0.5 grams of fat on it. Um, because I did think like, I, if I eat this, I'm going to get fat. And it was, I mean, all consuming when you're in the thick of an eating disorder. And so mainly for me was anorexia. And then, I mean, this was a lot, a lot of years going here, but, um, so kind of a little, a mix of everything, but mainly anorexia was like my MO. So, um, yeah, I, I couldn't go out to restaurants without like really freaking out because I don't have control. I don't know what they're putting in my food. I don't know what, how much butter they're cooking it in. Um, if my family, I remember one time my mom, when I went home that year, my freshman year in college, I, I lived at home and I had to see this triage of doctors in Boston. So I saw a, a medical doctor that I would have to go in weekly for weigh-ins, um, a, a dietitian, and then a psychologist that I told off like the second time I was in there. This is like this overweight person. And I'm like, oh, well, you're just going to tell me how to get fat like you, basically. Right? You don't know anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, and then this nutritionist was an overweight person. So I'm like, I can't do what this person tells me because I'm going to get fat. <laughs> I trust no one here. <laughs> I know everything, you know, 18 year old, 19 year old me. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's so hard when and it's kind of the same thing. Like you're saying, if I did, like if I tried to be quote unquote normal and eat like cookies or cake, then I would a run it off, run forever to, in attempts to burn it off and then have extreme guilt for doing it. Cause yeah, I wanted to know, like, is it a consuming thing? And, and I really ask from just not that I have the same struggles, but someone who I have my own crap to where sometimes when those demons come in, it's almost consuming to where like, you really can't bring yourself out of it. And you, you know what I mean? Where it's just consuming everything in you to where it's like your thoughts, your actions, your everything. And so is that kind of what you would go through? Was it, would you say that it was like an all day sort of consumption in your world? Easily. Yeah. If not two days, okay. like, like a, I ate that yesterday. So I really can't eat today. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. And Trisha, honestly, like, thank you for sharing this. I know that we're taking you back to some of those demons and that can't be the easiest. I know sometimes it's like, you know, I, I kind of came out of things in my life and do a lot better now, but it's almost like I never even wanted to go to therapy for it because I felt like I would be doing okay. And then I'd go to therapy and have to talk about it and it would piss me off. Did you ever feel like that? Kind of like you didn't want to deal with it. So you don't want to kind of talk about it again, you know? I don't yeah. know. And I honestly, like, so I've been pretty public about all this, um, through social media. And when I first started, so I, gosh, I, I guess three years ago, I did a live Facebook video and it was the first time that I ever talked about any of this. And I wanted to throw up. I like got to that moment where I was like, can I post this? Like, I don't know. And I posted it and I just like hid all day. Cause I was like, that was the first time that I had been public with it. But since that point I had so much feedback and so many people come to me just thanking me for being public about it. So now it like, it does like, it makes me feel sick to talk about, but at the same point, I know that it helps a lot of people. So You're helping so many people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not shy about talking about any of this. Well, we do. I mean, we want to thank you for that for sure. I mean, you know, and that's why I, I get nervous to ask that question and take people back to their demons just because I know like, nope, don't want to go there. Like, don't want to go back to that place. But, you know, I feel like it's important for us to kind of get your full story. And um, absolutely. And okay. So that year that you were recovering, you said that you saw a doctor all the time, nutritionist, dietitian, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, what, what was that process like? And did it finally just snap? Like, 
you're, you guys are right. I need to get healthy or were you fighting it or how, how did that process go? I fought it. Um, I, I got, or I followed it because I knew if I didn't, then I would be stuck at home and I wouldn't get to go back to college. So I was like, I just need to do what they say so I can get the hell out of here. Yeah. (laughs) I love that honesty. (laughs) (laughs) Cause again, like I knew what, I knew what I was doing. I don't really have a problem. See at this point. Of course not. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I went through kind of like ups and downs of it. It was like, okay, yeah. I mean, I need to get better. And then it was like, well, this isn't a problem. You know, I'm just healthy. Um, but the medical doctor that I worked with, she knew that I just had this passion for running. So she bribed me. She's like, I'll let you run a mile if you gain two pounds this week. So she, as a, opposed to a lot of the doctors that will like not let people do any kind of exercise, she used it against me because she knew I was stubborn enough to. <laughs> you were going to run. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I did gain the weight and went back to school and then I lost it that that next year. But I was, I guess I was sneakier about it. Like if my family came to visit, which was rare, I mean, they're in Massachusetts, I'm in Florida. So I was really only going home for holidays. I would just bulk up with clothes like, and to try to cover it up. Where That's so interesting. Yeah. Because I knew like if they see me, then they're going to pull me out. Yeah. Uh, right. So I made it through the rest of school uh, and I was, I mean, 105 pounds max. Gosh, Trisha. Here, I know. I really can't imagine that because I'm, what, 5'2", like 117. And so I'm thinking of you even taller at 105. I can't imagine that. And I wish, I mean, this is, Facebook came out like I graduated college in 05. So it came out like after that. So really the only pictures of me are like digital up from that time. And I don't even know if I have any, there was one point where I was just throwing stuff away. Cause I remember looking at, I was in bathing suits all the time down in Florida. And I remember looking at me in bikinis and like my ribs just like sticking out. I'm like, this is awful. Like it when made- you're in it though, right? When you're in the heat of it, do you look at photos of yourself and think, do you see yourself in those photos as what everyone else sees? Or do you still look at those photos and think, oh, I need to lose more weight or I look bad? Yeah, I would still look at those photos or even look in the mirror and still find flaws. And kind of like you said with your daughter, like, oh, this part's, this is still flabby. You know, this is, I would just pick myself apart. Until Um, I remember one time when I was in college, I went to the limited and was trying on pants and double zeros were too big. And I stood there crying because it was like, I can't even, even though I, I was looking in the mirror, like, Oh, I like, I'm, I'm so fat. Like I couldn't even fit into freaking double zero pants. So no. that was kind of like a, what is wrong with me? You know? So I would go through those moments of like, I really freaking have a problem to I'm fine. I'm fat, you know? I've got it all under control. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you about dating in college. Did you date and did you ever have, you know, guys be concerned, like ask you to dinner and you were just like, oh shit, I have to eat. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, And I feel like, uh, like I never went, like would go on true dates in college. It was always like we're at bars, you know? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) No one was classy enough to ask me out to dinner. And I feel like for um, a good chunk of college, I still was dating my high school boyfriend. Okay. And he wasn't at the same school as you, right? No. So at that time, he was a year behind me. So he was in Massachusetts that, that first year, and then he was in Arizona. So okay. wow. um, gosh, we dated through like junior year, maybe. But even with girlfriends, like going out to dinner it was very nerve wracking for me. Um, and I, yeah. Wait, my mind just exploded though, because what about alcohol? Yeah. How did you handle the bar? Yeah. Those were the, uh, the calories I consumed was alcohol. Just okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But, and I think. 
I probably don't get that because I'm a girl who drinks like Mai Tais with like sugar shit, garbage. <laughs> Give me mouth everything with Like sugar it's got to it. taste like a, just a glass of sugar, you know? And so that's why I'm like, wait a minute. How do you handle this? I'm confused. And I think at that time too, like now I think more about like, if I'm going to drink this, like it doesn't really have a whole lot of nutrition where then I looked at solely, sole calories. Like I could have. I don't know even what else. Like, uh, for, I would put like brown sugar on my oatmeal, but that still was zero calories. Okay. Uh, you know, so it was like, I wasn't really thinking about the nutrition as much as just, is there fat in it and how many calories are there going to be? But when I would drink, I would take out other food. Okay. And so this doctor bribes you into running because you're saying, let's go back to that now. We're starting to transition to where you're like, okay, I really want to run and I know if I'm going to run, I have to eat more. So take us back to that place where you're, you're starting to come out of it because come on, it can't, it can't just be that easy, right? Yeah, so did you say it was all through college you were anorexic? Yeah. I mean, really bad that first year when I went home and then when I went back the second year, um, I was eating more, but not a lot more. Um, really just because I knew if I really screwed up, then I would be sent home again. You're done. Yeah. And the following junior year is when I was like, I want to sign up for a half marathon. And in the process of that, I knew that in, in order to run these smiles, like I needed to eat more. So I started, it start the wheel started turning at that point. Um, and then after I did the half, I signed up for my first full marathon. And so I knew like, so it just, it, and it was by no means an overnight thing. And it was still like a struggle. And I really had to give myself talks to start eating more. But once I did start eating more, I noticed I feel better. I can run further. I feel stronger. You know, I'm running faster. So those things would kind of give me the reassurance I needed to start eating healthier. So that was college. But then after college, my family had moved from Massachusetts to Virginia. So again, I'm stuck in this situation where I graduated from Florida. I'm way too broke to stay here. So I need to go back to Virginia where I don't know anyone again. So then it started this whole new situation um, that was kind of the same, but I started dabbling in more of like bulimia at that point to where um, I it, kind of like how you're saying, like if you're going out on dates and going out to dinner, so I would try to be normal, like go out, not worry about what I'm eating and freaking out. But then I would freak out. Like if I'm eating stuff and I'm going to these parties and meeting new people and drinking and trying to eat pizza and these things that would like cause me physical. <laughs> no, I was actually going to ask that question. Uh, if, if at some point it does turn to bulimia or if a lot of people that struggle with anorexia, when they do start eating more, if it can turn to that, or do some people just start out with bulimia? I mean, I really don't know a lot about it. So I think it's really different for a lot of people. Um, for me, it was always more not eating or uh, eating and then just working out for hours and hours and hours. Um, but I, I mean, I guess I was bulimic because I would make, I would eat and then make myself throw up. Um, but not all the time. Okay. Everyone is so different. I mean, I know people that are, were solely bulimic and that would binge and purge. I never was a big binger. It was just, if I ate something bad, then I would not that, that one is better than the other. Um, but, but for you, it was more like trying to be in a normal setting, like you said, so you would have pizza or try to be normal. And then after you would kind of have that freak out of what yeah. I do. Okay. Yeah. Like just like physically, just like, Oh my God, like I just ate that. Like, this is awful. You know that. And, and then the guilt that would come after that was way worse. Just Did like, anyone ever catch you in the act of doing that? No. That was just a question that came to my head. Yeah, good question. Um, no, but I remember feeling so guilty about it because it's like, this is disgusting. You know, why would I do this? Um, 
like crying to my, my dad because at the time when I graduated, I lived with my parents for a year. And then I got into um, seeing a, a local dietitian who had been anorexic and had an eating disorder history. So she was very easy to relate to. Mm-hmm. And I started going to like a group therapy session with other people who were dealing with, um, there were like overeaters, there were bulimics, um, anorexics. So that helped because that truly was the first time that I had talked to people that had been through what I'd been through. Um, because like, yeah, social media wasn't a big thing at that point. It wasn't as easy as it is now to like kind of look for people that have been through your, in your shoes. Yeah. Have those networks of yeah, people in that support group. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't like something I was about to go out and advertise like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I this. Have you, do you have this as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so started running, started eating a little bit healthier. I mean, obviously this isn't like you said, an overnight thing. And then you confided in your dad that you were throwing up. Yeah. And then you went and saw this dietitian mm-hmm. and found a support group. Is that really what kind of helped you to kind of start to move forward? And so I think initially was, was the running in college. And then again, when I had this big life change, I had that setback and then another kind of leap forward was getting talking with the dietitian and getting in this group setting. And and at that time I signed up for another marathon. So I feel like throughout running has always been a very big motivator for me in getting healthy because I, I love it so much. Um, so when I signed up for that marathon, my parents were like, you need to get checked out. Like you really need to have like a thorough physical so I went to see this one doctor and I told, I told him everything, told him about my history um, with anorexia, with bulimia. And he's like, you need a heart, um, a stress test. So he's like, you're basically, you're too fit to do the treadmill stress test. So we have to do like a nuclear stress test. So I had to lay on a table and I could see my heart up on the screen in this ultrasound. And that, let me tell you, was a huge kick in the ass because I am looking at my heart thinking like, oh shit, like I really screwed up. Like, cause you don't think about that. Like you're thinking of, about the outward appearance of like, am I skinny enough? Am I this? Am I that? You don't think about your organs. Yeah. Like what am I doing to my insides? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so that was like, oh, like that was a big push for me because thankfully my heart was okay, um, but I could have really effed myself up. Um, So I feel like from that point on, it's only been upward. And granted, I've had times where you still struggle. I feel like anyone that's had an eating disorder, you never, it never goes away but you get control of it. Okay. And having kids has been like the biggest being pregnant, just having those body changes that you're not control of. You don't have any control of. And then having kids now that I'm like so hyper aware of anything that I say, I never, never call myself fat, never talk about my body in a negative way. I never talk about dieting. Like, I'm just so hyper aware of all of that because I never want my kids to go through what I put myself through. Oh yeah. That's such a real thing because even like struggles with comparison and things like that from things I've been in my previous marriage, you know, I noticed that having daughters, I never, same thing. Like I am very aware of, I don't pick myself apart. I don't, even if I feel like the ugliest piece of shit that day, right? Like I own it. I'm beautiful. Like I don't ever try to let my girls know, even if I'm having a a down day, but I'm also honest with them because my oldest will say things like that. You know, like sometimes I just feel ugly and I'll, so I'll ask her, I'll say, well, do you ever feel pretty too? And she's like, yeah, some days. And so I'll make it more like of a realistic thing where I'll say, you know, that's okay, honey. We all have those days. You know, mom has days where I don't feel like I look the best or feel the best if I haven't showered for a few days or gotten ready or taken care of myself. But then you know what? I also know I'm beautiful. And sometimes that's why it's important to have hygiene and things like that. So I love that you say that because I think so many women do down themselves in front of their kids without it's, and it's, I'm not even judging them because it's almost like you don't even 
realize you're doing it. Yeah, it's almost second nature sometimes. Yeah, and like the the kids, they just pick up on everything you're doing. It's like if I'm yelling all the time, my kids will yell, right? And so I love that you said that and you're very hyper aware because especially in this day that we're in, with all the social media and all the comparison in this world. I mean, it is girls younger and younger, I feel like, are picking themselves apart and comparing themselves and worrying about all of that, you know? And even my daughters together, because like my oldest, and then and then I have a middle one that's three years younger than her, but they're like the same like height. So I mean, people always think they're friends, not siblings. Yeah. Um but but the one that's younger, that's almost 10, she's got a little bit more, she's still thin, but she's meatier than my oldest. And I've snapped at my oldest sometimes for making comments to her sister, you know, like, look at your booty or whatever. And she'll go back and smack it. And it's all just kind of bantery play. But even my head goes to those places like, don't you dare make your sister think she's fat. Like she, you know, she's perfect. Like in those things, everything just freaks me out, you know? Yeah, I know. Cause it's, it's so much worse now. Like you said, yeah media and I mean there's only so much that like we can do as moms because they're going to go to school and hear it from somebody else but right yeah. um, because it is it, it's like it's so sad but it's total second nature for women to it's it's more normal to hear us pick ourselves apart than it is for us to be like man I look good today you know because then oh, yeah, you're vain absolutely. and you're a bitch who like you know <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I look so good today. What is everyone's problem? It's true. We kind of keep, even the days that we look good, we keep, we keep most of that to ourselves. Yeah. We're not, I mean, most of us aren't like occasionally we'll do like the, I feel good today selfie. Yep. Like I look good today, but most of the time, like it's just in my head of like, Oh, I, I feel good. I look good today, I but I don't put that out there. But then the day. on days that I'm like looking terrible or I feel terrible about myself. Of course, those are the days that I'm like scrolling social media and seeing everybody's beautiful pictures, you know, that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just a pit. You know? <laughs> Not as pretty as I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how we can just change from day to day. But no, I mean, I do, I think why I appreciate your story so much is I've, I've actually never personally known anyone in my personal life that has had an eating disorder, you know, but who's to say that one of my daughters won't struggle. And so, yeah. you know, whew, I just got like a ting of emotion there because, uh, you know, I, you just never know. And so I think you're just opening my eyes to kind of how young it can start and what it can look like. And, you know, so I really, really appreciate you sharing this. Um, welcome. And I will share, I mean, for anyone that is dealing with daughters that are dealing with eating disorders, I feel like the best thing that you can do is just support them and not like badger them. There was a woman that reached out to me whose daughter's struggling really, really hard with anorexia. And she's always on top of her. Like, did you eat? Did you eat? Did you eat? And I feel like it's probably the worst thing you can do. And the hardest thing to deal with someone with an eating disorder is like, you truly can't really help them unless they really want to help themselves, which is so hard for parents because, you know, we want to fix everything. If, if our kids struggling. Um, but if you are, if you know anyone that does have an eating disorder, just be there for them because that's really all they need. Like I mentioned that, that one friend that came to visit me, it's like all I needed was someone to like tell me that something was wrong, you know, if, instead of people just kind of blazing over and like, Oh, she's okay. You know? She'll be fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Whit and I, we honestly, we've talked about this a lot, like doing an episode on just body image issues where I think a lot of women who even are just naturally skinny, and this is a whole other topic, but kind of get that pegged on them, like eat a cheeseburger, like she needs to eat a, you know, where sometimes it's just people's genetics and they're just thin and, and you really don't know. So like something that clicked when you had said, oh, I think people just don't want to like go there when I asked if anybody has ever said anything to you is because sometimes people you, you don't know what's going on. You would never want to approach somebody who's maybe just naturally genetically very small, you know, and approach that for sure. But okay. So, so oh, sorry, Trish, is there talking about like young girls, do you think like having a better education system on food and stuff like that would help young girls kind of understand how food is important and kind of keep girls from getting these eating disorders or do you know what I mean? I mean, is there anything you think that we 
even as a society could be doing to kind of try to catch this even before it starts? I think there's a lot that we can be doing as a society just to not be portraying this like perfection and these like flawless women and absolutely are idolized by like preteens and teenagers and even grown adults. I mean, you go on social media and God, I mean, it's so easy to find flaws in yourself when everyone else looks quote unquote perfect. However, so many photos are photoshopped. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think that eating disorders, like the stars have to align perfectly. I don't think it's like something that someone's just going to catch. I think it has to be a certain personality type. Sure. Um, that perfection, the perfectionist mentality, um, obsessive personalities, um, because it is, it's a mental disorder, you know, it's right. like, but I think that it is important on the nutrition aspect too, because I don't, I mean, I don't remember, do you guys remember that in school? Like getting like true nutrition? Oh no. I feel like we no. had like what the peer, the food pyramid. Yeah. yeah. It was like a, a health it. class that like barely went over that. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I grew up like eating bags of gushers. Oh, yeah. Like I was a latchkey kid. Like I came home from school and I was just like, sweet, like ding dongs, gushers, like whatever I found in the pantry. My mom had no idea. Freaking bologna. What even is bologna? Like <laughs> I'm thankful I'm still here, people. Like <laughs> the shit I ate, you know? Yes. So no, I had no. Like I did not grow up knowing anything. Well, and I didn't know anything about nutrition until I started researching stuff on my own. Like I didn't know why our bodies need the fats from food or why why we need the carbs, you know, or, you know, to limit car, you know, not have as many carbs as eating the whole bag of chips or, you know, like I didn't understand why our body needed protein until I did my own research. But I think that that could even be very beneficial to everyone and learning it at a young age would be helpful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm the same as you. I mean, I have a biology degree and I'm a physical therapist and we had this like this much nutrition. So yeah, if they could bring it back to like elementary school level and like ladies, especially, this is why you really need healthy fats because you're not going to have your period if you don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have my period for the longest time until I started upping my fats because I just totally screwed myself. I'm, there's something I'm really aware of too, with like my daughters getting older and being in school and, you know, even the little girls that are more overweight and stuff. I, you know, my daughter, she really, I, I do feel good that my oldest is, you know, a decent child. You know, I know she's not going to school being the asshole pretty much, but it's sad to me when she does kind of tell me the stories of things that are happening in school or, you know, she'll come home and be like, mom, I'm just frustrated at lunch today. Like these boys were calling, you know, I'm not going to use names, but so-and-so, you know, that she's fat. And, you know, this little girl is a little bit overweight and it just, oh, I hate it. I just hate it. It's like these young girls have so much against them as it is. And I worry that like, you know, yes, could some of these kids that are a little bit overweight get healthier, but you go through shit like that in elementary and junior high and school and high school. And it's like probably what turns some of these kids into having, you know, eating disorders and things. So it just breaks my heart. Yeah, because they develop these complexes so early. And even recently, I heard Weight Watchers has this whole thing targeting kids. I mean, what? yeah. Wow. Oh, if they like squashed it when they first released it. But I mean, to have like a eighth grader count, like counting their <laughs> points. I mind. Yeah. I think there's a difference between, between teaching a kid about nutrition versus like you need to portion control your food and count like your calories. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Yeah. Well, so, okay, let's talk about Trisha, um, kind of transferring. So you, you did get married, something that popped into my head when you were talking about you are, you're married, you have how many, tell everyone how many children you have. Two. So I have a, a three and a half year old and a one year old. Okay. Being pregnant. I have to touch on this. I know there are people that are going to be like, wait, ask her this. If we don't yep. come on, what does that do to you? You know, because you came out and you're in this better place, right? Let's talk about when you met your husband. Were you in a good place? Where were you at then? Um, well, you know, he'll, he'll, he might tell you something differently. He thinks I'm <laughs> batshit crazy, but we're all crazy, aren't we? <laughs> levels, 
<laughs> we all are crazy. Um, so I feel like I, I wasn't in as good of a place as I am now when I first met him. However, he helped me a lot in a lot of ways, like just become more comfortable um, with eating and like not beating myself up if I do have a piece of pizza or because like, like you said, one piece of pizza or two pieces of pizza isn't going to screw you up. Um, oh, and another like pivotal thing with just getting better with my eating disorder was throwing out my scale. Best thing I could have ever done in my life. And he was a big, big part of that because I would obsess over the scale. And this was well after college, we've been together almost 10 years. So when we first, I, I would weigh myself a lot and be pissed. Like if I was up one or two pounds, like, Oh, it was just the world was over. So one day, I mean, I was training for a marathon, got back from a run that I like, I kicked ass. I felt so good. Got on the scale. I was two pounds heavier. And I was just so sick of that stupid thing, like <laughs> giving me these feelings. So I walked out in the dumpster, just chucked it and have not had a scale in my house in nine years. Mm -hmm. uh, so, <laughs> but getting pregnant. Yeah. Cause my question there is like, yeah, the obvious, right? Um, it was both pregnancies. Really that first trimester was the hardest for me because it's like, you're just in that when you don't truly look pregnant. Yes. But you're gaining <laughs> weight. Yeah. You're fluffy and it's, oh, it's, it was hard. I, I feel like being pregnant has made me very comfortable towards the end and it made me appreciate my body in so many ways. But the first trimester was the hardest. And then moments after having the babies too, where it's like, I want to be back to what I was right away. So I would have moments, but that I would try to snap myself out. Like, okay, I can have this pity party for myself and feel uncomfortable because I mean, that's normal. No one's going to feel amazing. <laughs> like and look in the mirror. Like, well, and listen, girl, I've uh, I've seen you pregnant on your Instagram. Like to the rest of the world, right? You're legitimately the most fit, awesome pregnant lady that ever existed. But that's why I'm so intrigued by that question because even to the average Joe out here that isn't going through an eating eating disorder, we all feel like fat hogs when we're pregnant. Every single one of us. I don't care how good you look. Yes. In your mind, you are a beast. A especially that first first trimester where everyone's like, no one can tell you're pregnant. And so everyone's like, and going into that second trimester, everyone's kind of like, yeah. did she just gain weight or is she pregnant? We're kind of on the fence, you know, yeah. like that's the worst part. Oh yeah. <laughs> Me, with both babies, that first trimester, I gained the most amount of weight with each of them was because I'm like, I'm pregnant. Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to eat what you know. <laughs> yeah. No, really? Actually, I was going to ask you, like, do, you know, being someone that does have the, those demons, those struggles, and those days where that probably creeps in hardcore for you, did you, were you able to, like, mind over matter and say, I'm feeding my baby, not myself sort of thing? Yeah, 100%. Okay. I mean, I definitely would have days that those kind of demons would, would sneak back in and... But overall, it was like, this is not about me anymore, you know? So it was total mind over matter. Um, and like I said before, it was like, it kind of switched. Like the eating disorder didn't have the control over me anymore. Just, I mean, this is a, a long time from eighth grade to, gosh, what, Braden, let's say five years ago. Yeah. It's, it was by no means an overnight thing. I mean, there's lots of ups and downs, ups and downs. But now, I mean, I can truly sit here and tell you that I'm in like the best place just because I have so much more respect for my body. Well, so that brings us to our, you know, final kind of destination, if you will, right? You guys, Trisha is awesome on Instagram. Are you also on Facebook? 
I am. Yeah. Okay. More so on Instagram, but I'm on Facebook too. Yeah. We, we follow your Instagram. So she's burpees and burp cloths. Okay. And go check her out. Let's talk about what Trisha does. This transformation to me is incredible of going through this recovery, right? Of an eating disorder to where you are today. She is a health and fitness coach on her Instagram handle. And so she, inspirational. So oh inspirational. Gosh. Oh, thank you. Every day, like all, you guys need to see her workouts. They are awesome. Well, her run times, everything. It, it's always, I get on every day, watch your stories, look at your posts. And I'm always like, I got to get out there. It's always so motivating of like, okay, Trisha's out working out. I need to get my butt up earlier and I need to, I need to get on it. <laughs> She's got you. it. She's got two little kids. She oh. can do it. I can do it. I, I need to get up and do it. There's no excuse. I watch Trisha and I'm like, oh shit, I'll start fresh on Monday. And then, <laughs> and then like every Monday just keeps going by and I'm like, damn it, Trisha. Okay. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. One day. Follow me. Like, damn it. <laughs> I just watch Trisha's workouts and I'm tired. I'm like, oh shit. I need to. Oh my I need gosh. To the jumping ones you did the other day were the high jumps. Oh my gosh. She's like, I love these. I'm like, I hate those. Every time I do them, I'm like, this is the uh. worst thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Trisha, can you, is there any advice you give for those again, who are, who are struggling? Um, what, what advice would you give those who are struggling with an eating disorder? Um, I would definitely tell you that you are stronger than you think you are, that you're not alone because when you're in it, you feel so, so alone and you feel like you can't talk to anyone, but know that there are so many other people out there that have been through this that have recovered. I'm one of them. <laughs> um, and like, if anyone needs to talk, then please, please reach out. We love that. Thank you so much. I mean, really, you are without even knowing your story, because I really didn't know your story fully until, you know, today. But even just without that, I mean, you're so inspirational, right? And so I think just knowing your journey and where you've come from and what you've overcome is just such it's so powerful to so many of us out there with whatever our struggles are, you know. And we're definitely grateful that you're here with us, girl. And and you're doing it. You're strong. You're beautiful. You are an amazing woman. So we are motivating us to get off the couch. <laughs> yeah, Monday. <laughs> I'm gonna get there. So much. I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, guys, check her out. Burpees and burp cloths on Instagram, Facebook. Is there any other um, platform or anything that you're on, or any blog or anything? That's it. Okay, Instagram. Go get her. Trish, thank you so much for being on with us. You're welcome. Until next time, let's keep it real.